Great chiropractors and physical therapists are under constant pressure of declining insurance reimbursements and long hours. But did you know there's a way to double your profit without working more? By building a gym onto your practice, you can earn more income, stabilize your business, and be a hero to your family, patients, and team. It's a big undertaking with a huge reward. Dr. Josh Satterley has done it, changed his life, and now wants to help you do the same. Welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Clinic Gym Radio, where we think the trading time for money is for suckers. And the best way to maximize your license is by adding recurring revenue of a gym to your clinic. I am honored today to be with a friend of mine, Dr. Kevin Christie. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing good. Appreciate you having me on the show. I'm really, really excited for this one. Yeah, well, I'm excited too. So, uh, Dr. Kevin Christie is the host of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Podcast and the Modern Desk Jockey Podcast. And he's also a practicing chiropractor down in South Florida. And he's incredibly good looking and he has a dog and he's taking over the world. So did I miss any of your resume there, Kev? Oh, that's my CV you just read. Thank you. Yeah, well, I just, I just downloaded the updated version online. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so can you give everybody just a little snapshot of kind of what daily life is like for you? Uh, you're down in Florida and- yeah. Yeah, I'm originally from South Florida. I moved back down here after school and I currently have two practices, one in Boca Raton, which is kind of my uh, mothership. And then we have the one down in Miami. Uh, So those are fully involved, uh, you know, practices. Actually, the one in Miami is associated with a gym and it's been a really nice uh, collaboration uh, down there with that. And then up here in Boca Raton, I'm, I'm, really highly involved with a uh, sports training facility. So it's a really big gym setting and uh, we're coming up on the NFL combine prep that we do. It's eight weeks of these guys coming down to your training. I'm the clinical director. Then we, we go to, to Indianapolis. So uh, getting full gear uh, for that. Um, the second aspect of my business is we have a, a pretty nice corporate chiropractic business where we provide on-site care uh, at some corporations as well as uh, ergonomics. And so we've really tried to hone in on those two niches being, you know, sports injuries uh, and, and corporate desk jockey type uh, folks. Fantastic. Wow. So you really got a lot going on, everything from desk jockeys to um, uh, jocks, right? So yes. sit, jocks out yes. on the field and desk jockeys at, at work. Well, that's well, cool. That was part of my, you know, just to really interject a little bit, you know, uh, people ask me a lot about marketing kind of things here and there. And one of the things I really developed my niche with sports injuries and and obviously with athletes. And so when I started to hone in on that second niche and add that, the desk worker, I was like, I'm going to kind of make it, you know, congruent with what I do. So I'm going to call them desk jockeys. And it's just been a, a pretty good seamless transition. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, um, and you also started these other two podcasts, right? So you're, yeah. you're, you're hosting what about two uh, every week you post up a new art, uh, a new, uh, interview and whatnot. And that's how I found you originally was listening to you go on about modern chiropractic marketing. So yeah. can you talk a little bit about why you started that one? Yeah. So about a year and a half ago, I started the Modern Desk Jockey podcast. And that was for two reasons. That was a a B2B marketing strategy. So business to business where I was trying to get a little more credibility, more, um, you know, corporations and 
HR and health, uh, health and wellness directors, safety managers to know, like, and trust me. And so I was doing it for that perspective as a, you know, putting it on LinkedIn and targeting certain people in the corporate setting. Uh, and then second, I wanted to take those same podcast episodes and use it for a B2C or a, a new patient uh, marketing in my community. So you could take those same episodes and share it on a Facebook ad within a five mile radius or target people that work at Royal Caribbean right down the street and certain things like that. So that's why I started it. I, I, I really enjoyed it actually. And it was fun creating content. And I was just over the years of doing a lot of that and, and implementing as much of the latest marketing as I could do uh, that transitioned into uh, this year uh, about four or five months ago, starting the modern chiropractic marketing podcast. And I just, frankly, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I, I'm learning that, uh, you know, I think your your unique ability, if you will, is communication, right? You love creating content. You love talking on interviews. You love uh, just sharing everything. You can't have an idea and not share it, right? Yes, that's and that's the a mindset that I, you know, I'm an introvert by nature. Some people get a little bit um, surprised by that, but I, I like my downtime. I don't like to talk unless I have to, but once I do, I can I can turn it on and and I've gotten more of a stamina for it, for the communication and the, and the creating. And I think we're in a unique position as if, if you're a treating provider is that your content is being created every day. You're, you're with patients and treating patients. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I can't tell you how many times, you know, Mary asked me about this and I come up with an answer and I said, yeah, that's a good podcast episode or that's a good Facebook live or a good email or just whatever. Yeah. So we're in a unique situation where we can use our, our patient base as our muse uh, in a sense. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's always interesting, the questions that they ask. And when you hear it for the third time in one week, you think, I should probably do something about that, right? Exactly. And so I mean, people, people are giving you ideas all the time. Yeah. I remember after the Olympics, like cupping was the hot thing, right? And everybody wanted it. Everybody wanted to know about it. And, you know, it's a, it, it, and I think there's an advantage there. If you just educate people about it, even if you don't do it, just, Hey, here's the principles and here's what it is. People start connecting with you as an expert. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the biggest thing that I can say to people is if you can be the expert in your community, uh, then the, it becomes very uh, easy to grow a practice. Yeah. So you're, you've hosted the Modern Chiropractic Marketing one, and most of the people listening yeah. to this, uh, this podcast are either chiropractors or physical therapists, but the, the rules apply to everyone, right? Yeah. What, what are some things that you've learned? From a marketing standpoint? Sure. Um, by interviewing people? Yeah. Honestly, that's probably the number two reason why I did the podcast was because I figured I will be able to Trojan horse this podcast into getting really good interviews. Like you son of I, a gun, you interviewed me and I didn't even know it. How could I have ever gotten Josh Satterly on the phone if I didn't have a podcast? You I know? hate talking to people. So yeah, it would have been impossible. <laughs> exactly. Um, and early on I realized that cause I interviewed um, hall of fame public speaker and He's, you know, multi-million dollar business. He's, he's uh, really big into the circuit of a lot of these networkers and probably doesn't show up anywhere for less than 10 grand, right? It's, no, it, yeah, exactly. It's one of those types of situations where you just don't get him on the phone. You don't just get him in person unless you're really willing to dish out the bucks. But um, I got Joel Weldon on my podcast, like the fourth or fifth episode uh, for free, you know, and, and I sat there and had a 45 minute conversation with him and I picked his brain and I got a ton of information out of him. And so 
I learned a lot about how public speaking is a learned skill and then some tidbits from them. And so it was like, I basically got a free consultation with a guy that charges a lot of money to, to do that. And so um, I've learned a ton and that, that was one of them. Um, two, any, any big surprises from him? Uh, from anybody, like from anybody. anybody. That, yeah. yeah. So uh, let me backtrack a little bit. About a year and a half ago, I, I attended the Content Marketing World event in Cleveland, Ohio. It's in September every year. And I went, I probably out of the 5,000 people was the only chiropractor there. Uh, I happened to run into this guy, Aaron Orendorf, and he was shooting a lot of video and, and he's a big blogger and he does some guest blogging for Content Marketing uh, Institute. And we just connected. We just talked and that's part of going to these live events. So you can really connect with people. So he was a guest on my podcast. So again, he's another person I probably wouldn't have been able to get on um, otherwise. And he came up with this idea that I'm doing now, which I kind of call it the investigative reporter um, marketing strategy. And so, and this was his concept and I've taken it and tailored it a little bit more to chiropractic and stuff, but essentially I pick a topic. So right mm-hmm. this month right now, actually, let me go to the month before I was doing fitness and low back pain because uh, that would really help uh, pertain to the, the clinic gym hybrid. And sure. so with that as the, as the title or the concept, I then did three Facebook live interviews with fitness specialists in my community. I asked them, you know, it's a 15 minute Facebook live interview. I asked them their thoughts on how to manage, prevent, and deal with low back pain. We have a nice little dialogue. I tag them on the Facebook live interview. So it goes to their audience as well. And then from there, after it's done, I send the raw, cause you can download, if you do a Facebook live, you can download the video to your computer. Mm-hmm. And then I send that off to Fiverr. They put my intro outro on it, turn it in to a, a regular produced video. I put that on a YouTube. Then now that's going to give me some YouTube presence, some Google SEO juice. And at the end of that, those three interviews, I also do one myself. So I'll do a monologue video, Facebook Live, about the same topic. So now I've got four videos that I can get four. In one month, I can put four videos on YouTube, obviously Facebook and all the other social platforms. And at the end, I write a nice 1500 word blog with all those YouTube videos in the blog with the backlinks to those Ah. fitness trainers. Yeah. So I backlink to their website. I put it together really nice. I send, I put on Facebook the blog and I, I obviously, um, I tag those three fitness trainers onto it. So it goes mm-hmm. to their audience. They are super, super appreciative and that reciprocity kicks in and they mail it out. You know, they send it out to their list. I email my list that blog. I put it on the website, like just the whole nine yards. So one interview with this guy now has developed me month after month, just a good amount of content. So, so this is where the, uh, the investigator, the detective goes into the criminal mastermind's house and there's the, the red lines and circles going each way, all coming back to the centralized idea, right? And there's somebody with the, it's a picture of you with the, the circle around your head, like, ah, ha, ha, I'm taking over the world by using this giant spider web. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, that was a lot. What you just said, that was like, that in itself is, could probably fill a practice if if done every month for a year, right? Just, just that piece. No, exactly. And I do, I will take a month off here and there. I'm usually doing two to three months and then a month off um, just to give myself a little bit of break and I'll do some other things. And I'm doing other marketing aspects, but this one concept that this guy, you know, talked me about on 
podcast, I took it when I ran with it. And then I actually wrote on the, on the modern chiropractic marketing uh, website, a blog about it. So if anybody's interested, it's like all detailed there. And I mean, even in things to where you, you know, take a picture with that person and then that's on there. You can do an infographic based on your findings. I wow. mean, it just, yeah, it just becomes like the mindset of, okay, I'm going to investigate with some of the experts in my community. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to get that reciprocity too. And really what it's doing also, it's bringing in new world marketing, obviously all these new technologies that we didn't have 10 years ago. And it's meshing it with old school, just getting out there and meeting people and networking. And so it really combines the two. And it's just, a, it's an amazing platform to have as a marketing strategy. Hey, it's Dr. Josh. We'll be right back with Dr. Kevin Christie after this message. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist working long hours, worrying about lower repayments and missing out on quality time with your family? You can double your income without working more hours by adding a gym to your practice. Clinic Gym Hybrid Solutions has a step-by-step guide that dramatically simplifies and speeds up the addition of a fitness center and its monthly recurring revenue. In just six months, you can be on your way to freedom. Visit clinicgymhybrid.com today for a free downloadable PDF and complimentary consultation to get you started. That's clinicgymhybrid.com. So, you know, we're working with uh, clinic owners that want to add a gym on, right? And so as they're adding a gym, what would be, if they're in that early phase, they really, they're just opening it up. They're just adding that piece. If you had any blanket tips of here, you know, some very simple things that you can do right away, what would you suggest they do? Okay, so they're going to add the gym to there and they're going to be the owner of that particular gym, right? Correct, yep. Okay, Correct. cool. Because I just want to make that distinction because I've been in situations where the, there was a gym owner and then, but we were working together. So No, we want to develop that, that monthly recurring revenue for ourselves to get us out of, you know, eat what you kill kind of mentality. Absolutely. I think the first step I would do is to work with the trainers that you hire um, and making sure that there's congruency with what, you're doing and and you look at that and you talk to every client that walks in and any trainer that's there is that you are looking at that trainer as an extension of the healthcare system. Absolutely. And, yeah, because now that umbrella of that professional license should extend to them because it raises them up as well. Exactly. Like imagine if this trainer now has been lifted up by this and, and feels like they're part of this healthcare model because unfortunately the amounts of trainers, the spectrum that there is. I mean, I used to, for about two years, I used to train trainers on a weekend for a certification. And so I kind of realized like, this is just kind of, you know, like they're not learning enough and they're getting certified to train Mary with a, you know, bulging issue in their back or whatever, you know, whatever the condition is. And I was like, there's got to be more to it. And so if you can uplift these trainers into realizing there's a lot that they can do in the healthcare model and be a team on that. And then if you can also convey that same message, and again, that goes back to communication and positioning to the clients that come in for the gym, if they come in for the gym first, or if it's a patient that comes in and I'm, you know, you're going to get, Right, you get both sides. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they're going to come in different entry levels as far as that. There's going to be Mary that comes in for the, as the patient and then John that comes in as the gym first and then having that cohesion there and that same message on both sides. I think if you can get that um, going, then you're going to have a really nice system. 
Right. And it just gives you, it, it gives you more thing, more opportunities to create those videos, can create those blog posts, create those ideas. You know, and I, I think that one of the things that people overlook is how much your client wants to know about what goes on inside your business. And what I mean by that is if you can just film yourself talking to the other members of the team, people want that knowledge. Like, oh, okay, Dr. Christie, uh, you know, he's trained John the trainer over here. Okay. Yeah. And he, he sounds and they pick up on the fact that you trust him and you know him. Now that reduces that barrier to entry just a little bit, right? Yeah. Just a little bit every time. Yeah. yeah. So, so what else would you do if, start, if these people are starting up a practice? Let's say that they've got the gym going and the clinic and they want to kind of boost the clinic numbers because what they'll realize is the clinic flows into the gym nicely. So what techniques do you recommend to chiropractors and PTs to up their, their clinic uh, marketing? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, uh, uh, you know, the content being the the driving force of everything. If you can become a content creator, that's good. And to get very specific on that, I think, and, and I've had this conversation with multiple people, whether it's just in my community or on the podcast, and that is give be useful. And, and if you're shooting videos or you're writing blogs or you're doing a podcast, you're doing anything, you can actually teach the, the person in your community how to take care of themselves in a lot of ways through, you know, do exercise uh, videos or functional screening type things, different types of stuff that they can actually apply to themselves. And so if they've got a, a low level ache in their shoulder, Maybe there's some things they can do at home to, to mitigate that. But most likely, it's not going to fix their issue. Or when they have something that's actually a real problem, a little bit more in-depth or complicated, who do you think they're going to trust to go see for that? Yeah, yeah I, I think that's great because one of the things about content marketing is the education of your clients. You could teach them everything you yes. know, and they don't look at it as a, now I have the gold and you don't have the gold anymore. It's, it's, you know, if you ever go to like a CEU seminar, you and I have both taken courses from Greg Rose and Greg is big about like, I'll give you everything I've got. And he always says, you got, if I show you mine, you got to show me yours. So he takes, he says, everybody show me your best moves. He gives you his best moves. And there's nobody in the world that's ever taken a course with him that looks at him and goes, well, now he's on a lower pedestal. In fact, the opposite happens, right? Yep, absolutely. It's it's amazing the psychology behind it. And it really goes boils down to that no like and trust. And so if they look at you and your trainer and your clinician as valuable resources community where they know they can get great correctives and great tips and great, you know, like all the stuff consistently that's helping them they're going to have that reciprocity again and that no like, and trust. And you're going to be the first person, not only that they are going to see, but they're going to refer their colleague to and their family member. And they may not have ever even stepped foot into your gym or practice, but yet they might become a referring person to your practice. That's pretty incredible. I'd never, that didn't happen 20 years ago. Oh no, absolutely. And, and especially the tools you have now, just with the Facebook platform to get information out there, or how easy it is to get an infographic made on Fiverr is, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable, you know? Well, I'm glad you, you brought that up. And, you know, when you have this perception in your community of being the expert, of being someone that shares great, valuable content, the stretches that actually help, not mm-hmm. the same ones that are recycled a thousand times on Google or, you know, on SEO, uh, that when you become that person, what does it allow as far as price? I mean, you have a big contingent of, of cash pay patients, right? 
Yes, uh, we're predominantly cash. Mm-hmm. Okay, and does it it allows you to kind of transcend the commodity market, right? Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing. And and obviously, healthcare insurance, healthcare has become a, a commoditization trap where you just become a commodity. And there are people that are price shoppers within healthcare. Um, but yeah, you don't want those people as patients anyways. Like <laughs> exactly, like there is a such thing as is you know. Um, marketing that you try to actually exclude people from you. Right. And, and that's, that's not a bad form of marketing. And so if you can put yourself into a level where people are seeking you out for your level of knowledge mm-hmm. and what, what they know you can do for them, you know, like for them, maybe it's playing golf again, or it's picking up the kid again, or it's working pain-free. If they know you can get that for them, people are going to pay the price for that if you position yourself properly. Yeah. People think that because, uh, you know, the guy down the street is charging $75 that they need to charge $75. And it's, yeah. it's like that, that has no bearing on the situation. In fact, he made that number up. So you should make up another number, but you should just, uh, you make up a bigger number twice, you know, twice that yep. because if you're truly providing value before they ever enter your office, now the service that you do is worth so much more. And you, a lot of times, if you do good marketing, a couple things on that is it, it should almost seem invisible. Like people aren't saying, oh, well, he's marketing. Like, no, he's, you know, providing awesome information. They just Educating. Would, yeah. Yeah. Educating. And then the second thing is, is um, they should be pre-sold. When they come in, they should say, uh, maybe not even ask for the price or the cost or whatever. Not everybody's going to be like that. But if you do it well enough, you're going to have a pretty good percentage of the patients or gym clients come in and, and really not have price as a barrier of entry. Yeah. I mean, did you have to change your price a lot when you went from insurance to cash pay? Did, did you go through some kind of uh, mental well, we, exercises? We, yeah. So what happened with us, cause I've been practicing for 12 years now and, and the state of Florida, when I was first practicing, uh, Cigna paid pretty decent, uh, Aetna paid decent, Blue Cross Blue Shield and, and, uh, United Healthcare all paid pretty decent. Then early on United Healthcare capped us at a $40 max. What? So- that doesn't sound like United Healthcare. I know. <laughs> oh wait. Yeah. That's exactly what they do. <laughs> so I got out of network. And then, so my first strategy was, just dropping plans as soon as they cut us. So like, and then, um, uh, Cigna did that. They went under ash. So we cut them. Florida blue went under ash. So we cut them. I'm still in network with other blue crosses out of state. Um, so yeah, like it just kind of dropped those. And so what I found was maybe early on, I was seeing less people, but making the same money, uh, which then ends up making you more profits because obviously if you're collecting cash, you're not paying a billing person, you have less staff, um, potentially and, and, and things like that. And then you, and then you build back up and then you raise your prices and maybe you come down a little bit, but not much. And you just keep on, you know, doing that song and dance. So, uh, how much, how many times have you raised your prices? Uh, I opened up my own practice in 2010. So we're about to do our fourth uh, price change here. In and January. then the last one, was it your head trash that held you back or was it what the clients wanted to pay? It was my head trash for sure. Yeah, you know, I remember- It always is. It I, always I had, is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I grew up in a very modest family where we didn't have a lot of money and I just couldn't imagine paying for, you know, asking people to pay this kind of money for things. And I actually had a business partner for a few years who- um, I learned a lot from, there was pros and cons of that partnership and it ended up, you know, um, 
launching me into my own business, which was great, but he had no mental blockage of costs. Like he had high fees and he had a lot of conversations with me about that. And it did help me uh, at least, at least be aware of it. And then it took other things to start to happen. And I think confidence and stuff like that to, to charge more. Yeah, well, uh, I know that one of your mentors, uh, Dan Sullivan, always says like the, the one thing to protect as a business owner or entrepreneur is your confidence, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yep. if you're coming across to your patient of, you know, the reason we do content marketing is to give them confidence that we have knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. There's a trust factor there. And the more confident you can come across, I mean, it's like <laughs> you can be, um, you know, I'm in Las Vegas and just last night I was meeting with her, doing a consult down on uh, at a strip restaurant with somebody. And there was this guy who the only way he was with the woman that he was with was through confidence. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it wasn't height. Yeah. It wasn't uh, <laughs> uh, uh, fitness level. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It might've been money, but he was confident <laughs> enough to make that money. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But uh, um, yeah, everybody wants confidence and your clients, they're willing to pay you for it. So I'm glad you uh, got you're 100% right, you know, and it's... it's well, we me. can end the podcast there. I'm 100% right. Thanks a lot for coming on, Kevin. No, I'm just kidding. You're always right. You're always right. <laughs> that's, your, that's your confidence uh, seeping through again. Yeah. So, so but, yeah. go ahead. It's, it's, the confidence is huge. Strategic coach is what you were alluding to with, with yeah. Dan Sullivan. Uh, I always like to make the distinction. It's Dan Sullivan, strategic coach, not the chiropractor. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, it's just been, it's been instrumental in my growth as a entrepreneur and as a business owner. So if you were to speak to kind of those younger, uh, Kairos in the field, been in the yep. game for probably, you know, zero to three years. Yep you've talked about going the content marketing um, uh-huh. group or weekend. I can't remember what the term is. And you got these strategic coach, which I know are about every 90 days, right? Every quarter. Yep. yep. What has that done for you to get outside and be with other business owners who, like you said, you're the only chiropractor in that, in that uh, 2000 person conference. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's one of those things where I always, when I discuss how to have a thriving practice, um, you touched earlier on a communication. Communication is like the bedrock of the three-legged stool. And that is clinical skill, that's business acumen, and that's marketing strategy. And so you have to have all four of those to really thrive. And so for me, uh, strategic coach and the marketing, and I was in other masterminds for marketing, it's really helped develop that. Um, strategic coach, believe it or not, even though it's more of entrepreneur coaching, they did a world of difference for my, uh, my marketing because they talk about this front stage, backstage, and your backstage is what all your systems are and how that's more of kind of your business part of it that people oh, don't, yeah. that people don't see, but that's what supports your front stage, which is what the patient does see. And that's everything from the phone being answered correctly to how your, your reception area looks to is your place clean. Well, yeah, like all this yeah let me go into that real quick because I think that a lot of people, you know, they look around and they go, Oh, well, orange there in my area is charging $180 and this guy's charging $200 yep. a month. And, and I think the bar for excellence is so low in most businesses and it's super low in the gym business. It's pretty low in chiropractic treatment as well, by the way. But yeah. you know what, what Kevin's talking about is the front stage, backstage. So the backstage is where everything's prepared. And just like at a play, that front stage is where the performance will happen. So I always tell people, imagine you're paying, you, you came in for a class at my gym, forget what you're paying. You came into a class for my gym and there's going to be eight people in class and there's eight foam rollers put 
in nice orderly rows of where we want you to start foam rolling, right? And on every foam roller, there's a blue mini band and there's also a valve slide next to it. So you have this little station, right? But it's already set up. So you walk in, the staff greets you, says high five. They hand you a towel and they say, thanks a lot for coming in today, Kevin. Put your phone away, you put your keys away. Then you get to your foam roller, right? And then as soon as you're done foam rolling, we're going to go do a, um, we're going to go do jump rope to kind of raise our body temperature. And there's eight jump ropes laid out in the right order by somebody. And so we say, we're going to move you from the foam rollers over to the jump ropes. Now you show up there, you know exactly what you need to do. It's clear. Hey, we're going to do intervals of 30 seconds on 30 seconds off for five minutes while you're jumping rope. Somebody's cleaning up the foam rollers and they're setting up kettlebells and you know, uh, a, a small plyo box. And as you're doing jump rope, all right, guys, we're going to get ready. Let's go back. We're going to go back over to this area and do our single leg squats, right? That experience, that front stage, I'm going to walk my client through a perfectly organized, orchestrated method of working out in the gym is way different than anything they've ever experienced, right? Yep. It's all and about it, the patient experience. Right. And at 24 hour fitness, it's like, you have to go get your own weights. You have to find the 55 that's over here and the 45 that's over there. And, and they're all spread out. Nobody cares. When you do that, when you have that perfect front stage performance and you treat it like a performance and your staff is invested in going, Hey, can we nail this one today? The patient experience or the client experience is so much higher that you can now go from $200 a month easily to 250 and not too hard to go to 300 a month if you are providing a performance, right? Yep, absolutely. And that's, that's marketing actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, that is internal marketing and, yeah. and, and selling that next month's membership. I mean, that would be awesome, right? Like having that kind of setup in a gym where everybody came in and you knew that they, they were watching a performance, not just a bunch of equipment on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, what, what are some things, by the way, that you do front stage for your clients? So people know in your clinic, what are some front stage activities that you make sure occur? Yeah, I mean, uh, the phone answering was a big one. And even to the point where we've, so what we talk about front stage, some people will talk about there's the middle, I'm sorry, there's the before, during, and after units of marketing. And so that front stage, it's going to really be that during unit. And the during is from whenever, whenever, anybody calls your office or schedules online to the end of their treatment plan. That's really that during or that front stage. And so for me, I wanted to make it as easy as possible to, for someone to schedule. So we've got a peer chat that's on our website. We've got GenBook. People can schedule online. They call our office. We try to get our phones answered as much as we can. Um, Just really wanted to make that easy. Then when people come in, we have a very nice office. I'm fortunate to, to have been able to do that. Um, and I set up the lobby to where it's not like a, a, like a typical waiting room where it's just has that ungodly medical feel to it. So it's <laughs> the white linoleum and the bad chairs. Uh, it's terrible. So, you know, when I designed it, I purchased my, my office space in 2013 and it's about 3000 square feet. And so I had someone come in and design it and I was like, look, she had a background in healthcare design. And I was like, I don't want this to feel medical, but nice. I don't want but I don't want it to be woo woo. You know, like I don't want it to be all this, but I want this nice feel to it. And so we did that. So the design was, was effective in that. And then one thing I stole from strategic coach that I just, just loved it. When I first walked in there in 2013, they had these cell phone chargers, like it's a stand and it has strategic coach logo and the whole thing. And you could plug any type of cell phone you can imagine into this thing and it charges it for you. So 
they're like 700 bucks. I purchased one with my health fit logo, the whole thing. We put that there and people are like, there's nothing worse when you know your phone's about to die. Mm -hmm. And, and so I can't tell many people I've seen that and just been like, Oh my God, this is the best thing ever. You know? So sometimes it's small things like that. And then sometimes it's huge things like when you address that patient the first time when you're meeting them, you know, shaking their hand and looking them in the eyes and calling them by their first name and, and building that instant rapport with them, that is front stage activity uh, to, the, to the finest. And so you really got to make sure that uh, every step of the way, every touch point of that patient's experience is a good front stage. And it's not what traditional healthcare medicine is giving to these people because uh, they're failing miserably mostly. Yeah. I think a big part of it too is, you know, what are your, what's your staff wearing? If you've got a group of trainers and they're all in the same, you know, they're all in the same polo shirts and they can wear shorts if the shorts are all the same and, and look nice. I mean, I look at Disney that they, they have a lot of staff members that work in shorts, but it yeah. has to be set by you. There's nothing. I, I think that the worst example is when you go into like a dentist office and for some reason, I have no idea why the front staff, the front, the front desk staff at dentist office need to wear scrubs. They're not encountering any fluids whatsoever, but okay. They all wear scrubs, but they're all wearing different scrubs. And so it's like, are, are there multiple dentists here? Are there, is this all in the same house? You know, but the front stage activity might be settling on your uniforms. We, uh, you know, we work out here at a local lifetime fitness center and they, their front desk staff, actually it's a gym, but it's a really nice gym. The guys are wearing vests, shirts, and ties, but it's always the same color palette. Now that sounds excessive, but when you walk in there, they're setting the tone right away that you are at a different place, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's incredible. So, all right. So uh, I know you've got tons of tips for everybody in, in, um, in marketing, but let me ask you this. You were talking about, hey, I did YouTube videos and Facebook lives and backlinks and front links and blogs and posts and articles and going out and filming. And to a lot of people, that's just overwhelming, yeah. right? I mean, it's just too much. So- mm -hmm. Can you kind of give, guide some people through what's a good first step? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're starting, you're, you know, really need to get that first step going is I recommend, especially if you are uh, the business owner and you have control of the website, is you really need to turn your website into a content platform. Uh, and essentially, you're trying to develop a total web presence and you're really... Uh, and, and again, I'm talking about marketing, not necessarily what other people might call networking and prospecting. Like that's number one. Like if you're just getting started, you got to get out in a community, but from an actual marketing standpoint or some modern marketing, that total web presence is, is very useful to where, um, you got to, you need to have Google presence. You need to show up early on that. You need to start getting Google reviews uh, up, you know, don't do maybe Facebook live if you're not comfortable with it, but have some videos and getting those on a YouTube, develop your YouTube channel. I, on, on my website, whenever I put someone, uh, a video on YouTube, it funnels right to my website. So I do that. Uh, so, so make sure you're, you're really having that kind of total web presence. Uh, so let's, the, let's pause real quick. So yeah. step one, get a website that is going to be a great launch pad and can be a great yep. site to build off of. And then step yep. two might be integrate your social media. So integrate your YouTube feed. So if I post on YouTube, it's automatically on my website. If I do a Facebook live, it's automatically on my website, right? Things like that. Yeah. You can do your Twitter feed if that's the avenue you're going to go, which not a lot of people are. Yep. Um, there's a lot of different things you can do. Like for instance, we send one email out per week to our patient base. Right. 
actually every, like you can put it in a folder on MailChimp and you can do this with other services. And now that email actually shows up in our media section on my, my website. And that's so, your blog post, right? No, this is just emails. Well, I mean, it, it functions like a blog post on your yeah. website. Okay. Yeah, it does. And, and it's separate from my article section, like my art, articles are right there and they can navigate that pretty easily. And so I'm just trying to get as much good, valuable content on that website so that when someone types something into Google, uh, it's going to most likely catch, um, for instance, podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you're podcasting, the RSS feed can be caught by Google and that's going to give you SEO juice. So there's just mm-hmm. so much you can be doing with that. But the key distinction, like you said, is, is your website has to be set up to be able to do that. Um, some are not, and they're just essentially online business cards that are going to do nothing. Uh, for well, the you. other thing is you're putting effort into a Facebook page that doesn't go anywhere, a YouTube channel that doesn't go anywhere, uh, yeah. you know, uh, SEO rankings that don't go anywhere. And when you tie in all those things to, to your website, the great Google machine rewards yep. you for it, right? It does. And, and it really does. And if you're the type of person, like you mentioned earlier, that doesn't want to do the video and stuff right now, um, I would say one, get over that. But if you don't, you know, start with a written word, get really good blog articles in there. Make sure you have good homepages and pages on your website that are, you know, low back pain and fitness and different things like that, that will help with your SEO. Yeah. And when people start looking at you as a resource for all those things and they walk in and they see an amazing gym, an amazing clinic and they go, Oh my God, this is the solution I've been looking for. Hold on real quick. I got to go grab my husband or my dad or, you know, my wife or whoever I'm thinking of. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, going back to one thing you just mentioned too, I want to make sure is when you said go out and get out in the community, man, I can remember, I can remember the early days of practice of going out there and I presented more times about foam rolling and more parking lots for run groups than I could count on freaking all my hands and, and feet. But yep. what are some other tips you have about going out and then, and then using that as a delivery platform to build up, not just going out there and talking, but actually getting people to recognize you in the community? Yeah. When I first started, uh, I wanted to build my niche and this was in 2005. So a lot of the social media stuff wasn't present. Um, the three sub niches under the sports thing that I really hammered was golf runners, triathletes. And, um, and I really was trying to get in with, uh, the, the NFL population, which that I'm not, I'm going to like put that to the side because it's not, not everybody's gonna be able to do that. I'm in a hotbed area with it in South Florida. So what I was doing with those other two was injury prevention workshops. So mm-hmm. I was coming, I was coming in, with the injury prevention in mind, and I was not pitching them and selling them. I was trying to give them everything I had that that runner or triathlete could prevent injury or everything I could that that golfer could prevent injury. And then I would also do that in the gyms as well and try to educate the trainers. Um, so I would try to set those up, do a little curriculum, nothing crazy, but have something in writing nice and start meeting with running stores or running groups and triathlon groups and do that or whatever your niche you're trying to target is. But that was one of the things that I did that was extremely successful. Uh, again, I worked on my public speaking early on, felt comfortable with it. And I came to these groups with the sole purpose of helping them prevent injury and cross the finish line or obviously play 18 holes of golf. And when they did that, they felt like they learned a lot and they felt like they weren't sold to. Uh, and then that built that, uh, that no like, and trust. 
Absolutely. I remember, you know, I used to go out and teach the foam rolling to runners back before. I mean, it was tough to find foam rollers. You remember that 10 years ago? Like they were hard to get a hold of. So I was teaching foam rolling and I made this little brochure. It was just like a three, what do they call it? A trifold brochure. And on the back, it just had the six best stretches for runners. And on the front, it just had a description of what we do and our services. And it was horrible copy. I mean, looking back on it, I looked at it a year ago. I was like almost vomiting, like, oh my God, I can't believe I was saying that. But I used to print those out. And because it was valuable, going back to your early point about something of value, I'd give those six best stretches, you know, and the running shoe store that I presented at, they would have them on this little rack on their thing. And when anybody had pain, they'd give them one of these mini brochures, if you will. And so many of my patients would come in. And I remember when they'd come in, instead of carrying a business card or anything, they were carrying that brochure going, oh yeah, you know, had our address on it and everything. And people love that. It was so simple looking back. I mean, it literally took me like one Friday to finish it, but people just loved it. Yeah. And, and on that same note, we do that for our desk workers. We have these, we call them the healthy desk jockey info cards. And we have one's a micro break card. The other one's an ergonomics card right. front and back. The other one is a carpal tunnel stretching card. And it's really nice laminated uh, or high gloss card. And it's got our clinic information on there, everything you'd want. So anybody that sits at a desk that comes into our practice, they get that. And we encourage to put that micro break card at their desk to remind them to do the stretches and exercises at the desk. But even more, it keeps us top of mind, you know? And so yeah. uh, we're sitting I think at that the- total web presence, you know, if you can have total web presence and a few physical reminders. I mean, that's oh, what yeah. business cards are really. They're not promoting your business, but that person sometimes wants that physical reminder of the fact that we met at a party, right? They're like, give me your business card is, Hey, I want to, I want to buy you a little real estate in my mind. Right. right. Absolutely. So, so those modern desk, uh, what'd you call those? Desk jockey. Yeah. Info cards. Info yep. cards. Cool. So right. they sit on their desk and then they're reminded, Oh yeah. If your friend or somebody comes into your office complaining about their neck, shoulder, back, foot, Kevin's number's right here, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, uh, and and how has that worked out for you, by the way? How long have you been handing those out? Uh, we've been handing out the microbrake card for a couple of years now, and then we added the other ones over the last uh, six months, and it's gone very well uh, from two perspectives. One is like they're actually like, like pretty impressed and appreciative because they're nice. We, we did it right. When we give it to them, like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And then mm-hmm. secondly, yeah, people were like, yeah, it's just, I have your card at my desk. And so it, it's just ease of access. And, yeah, well, that's uh, great. And a good value add. Cool. Well, Kevin, I know we're getting towards the end here, but um, – you know, one thing that I think that you and I agree on is I think that there's probably never been a better time to be in our version of healthcare, right? In chiropractic or PT or this musculoskeletal component of, uh, of care. Do you believe that? I do. I truly do. I know a lot of people like to look at the negatives of things, but um, what we can do, especially uh, with the technology now, and if you do it right, it's just amazing that you can actually now get paid what you're worth in cash. Whereas before you had to rely on insurance yeah. and now you don't, so you don't have to be holding to it. And like I can now, um, as a business owner and as a practice know that whatever the insurance does, and again, I'm still in that work with a couple of them, but it, you know, knock me, you know, cut my knees out again. I'm, it's not going to hurt me because I've already dealt with it in the past mm-hmm. and, and I don't live off them. So it gives you that long-term security that you'd want in a practice. And there's so many ways of being able to do that now. Uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty exciting. 
Yeah, I would agree. And the opportunities, if you know, you're going after, you're you're maximizing the value of your license by going after these different. Um, uh, you know, you're offering that podcast, and you're going out using that as kind of your leverage point to work with those modern desk jockeys. I think when people look at the opportunities that are out there, like adding a gym or adding a nutrition center or doing a weight loss program, anything that really the that your customers want, mm-hmm. when it comes from the perspective of having that professional license, they the value of it just dramatically increases, right? Oh, absolutely. It, yeah. it truly does. Well, I know that you ask a question at the end of every one of your episodes, and I don't want to steal your question, Uh-oh. But, but Kevin, what have you learned is modern marketing? I learned that it is being as useful as you possibly can, and the the vehicle in which you do it doesn't necessarily matter. Those are just a means to an end, but it's just really providing value uh, in your community. And, and that's essentially modern marketing to me. Fantastic. Well, Kevin, I really appreciate you being on. If people want to get a hold of you and uh, probably got a lot of ladies calling in that want to get a hold of you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if they want to get a hold of you and want to run some questions by you or get these resources you're talking about, where should they kind of follow yeah. up with you? Yeah, absolutely. If they email me, Kevin at moderndeskjockey.com, I'll actually send them the PSD files of those info cards and you can send those to your graphic person. And we've had a lot of docs that will take those. They put their logo, their clinic information and their color scheme on them. And now they have their own cards. Uh, so if you want to email me, uh, Kevin at modern that's great. If you want to check out what we're doing from a marketing standpoint, we do have the closed Facebook group that has grown exponentially that this year. And that is uh, the modern chiropractic marketing group and, uh, just answer a couple questions. We'll get you in there. And we've got a lot of good conversation going on in there. Yeah. And I would highly recommend Kevin's podcast, uh, the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Podcast. If you look at the the listings of those episodes, there's some that are just great lesson plans of how to get started if you're trying to tackle a certain problem within marketing. So I think that's a great resource too. And I hope you don't mind me plugging it, but I appreciate uh, it. Yeah. Now, Kevin and I are both speaking out in Kansas City at the Forward Conference, June 1st through 3rd. So we hope that you guys will will head over there and see us live. Um, Kevin's buying drinks all night. So if you guys are interested. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going now. I'm going to tell Bobby I can't make it. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I want to say thanks. And on behalf of Dr. Kevin Christie, I am Dr. Josh Satterley with Clinic Gym Radio. Thank you very much for listening. Go out there and maximize that license. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're ready to double your profit without working longer hours, please visit clinicgymhybrid.com and find out how easy it is to get started on your path to freedom. That's clinicgymhybrid.com.